0: Veg Cast. Ah, uh, summer is finally here. Veg Cast. And so is Veg Cast 27. Veg Cast. A full menu from first to last. Yes, VegCast27 is here, and so am I. I am Vance. I'll be your host for this full menu of Vegetarian Podcastiana. On this edition, we follow up on the whole global warming livestock connection controversy by getting in the trenches with uh, somebody who has seen the whole uh, Al Gore operation from the inside. Uh, singer and entertainer Kyle Vincent uh, sits down for a VegCast interview and talks about what that process was like, where he was trained to be a presenter of the Inconvenient Truth slideshow. Um, and he has some interesting anecdotes to relate about what Al Gore has said about being a vegetarian and its consistency with his goals. We'll also have a track from Green Beings from their new maxi single, exclusively right here on VegCast. You'll never believe how I managed to secure that deal, but I did. We got that coming up, and of course, a science fact about weight loss. It's kind of a pair of facts. One about what works to keep weight from gaining on you, and another thing about the science of uh, the thing that supposedly takes weight off of you, and that's an interesting little science quirk. So keep it right here. That's all coming up on this edition of Veg. Okay, to catch any of our listeners up to speed who may just be tuning in as of this podcast, if you have not checked out previous podcasts, I'm going to just uh, put a link in the show notes to the pertinent ones. Just in our previous podcast, we talked to Pamela Rice, uh, who works out of New York City with Viva Veggie, about a campaign uh, that they did to try to get Awareness uh, within the Al Gore mover and shaker community about the global warming livestock connection, and uh, also a little verbal a little verbal essay a little verbal essay, <coughs> little verbal essay I did back uh, in uh, do a little verbal essay I did a few months ago about the report from the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations. Livestock's long shadow, which is kind of the uh, basis for all this, the fact that has now been scientifically shown that uh, livestock production is a greater contributor to greenhouse gases than all of human transport put together. And yet, we still seem to hear all about solutions to the transport problem and zero discussion in the mainstream media about that other thing that happens to be more of a contributor. So, we're going to be checking in right now with somebody that has some additional insight on that, Mr. Kyle Vincent. Okay, right now on the phone, we are pleased to have with us for VegCast the singer, songwriter, environmental recording artist, and uh, jack of all trades, Kyle Vincent. Kyle, welcome to VegCast.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> hey, it's great to be here. You know, I got to tell you, after listening to your last. Um, VegCast, yes, I can't get that song out of my head. I'm just going around, and people are going, what are you humming? I go, VegCast, I <laughs> can't stop doing it. So okay. I, I think I might use it in one of my songs someday, if you don't mind. That's fine.
0: I will hereby grant you that uh, that license. Um, but we're having you on not just as a musician, but as somebody who has, uh, has participated in an interesting uh, project uh, by Al Gore, to train people to go around and do the uh, the presentation, uh, kind of an adaptation of the presentation that that forms the basis of the, the movie An In Inconvenient Truth. Do I Am I right so far?
1: Well, that's the best way I've heard it described yet. I, I can never figure out how to put it into words. Most okay. people can't figure it out. They're like, well, now what do you do exactly when you show up here? What are you going to do? But that was great. I hope I can write that down.
0: Well, sure. And of course, it'll be an MP3 form if you need it. But um can what can you tell our listeners about this uh this process? When did this happen? What did you it was like an intensive training session, you met Al Gore, you hung out with him, you what was that whole experience like?
1: Yeah, it was great. Well I went to see the movie at a screening here in, in up in Massachusetts here, and uh, they there was all sorts of flyering and tabling going on and I picked up one of these flyers and one of them had a little note about would you like to learn how to give this presentation? I thought, well, heck yeah, I'd like to learn that. So I sent them a letter. Well, I didn't hear anything. So about eight months go by, and all of a sudden I get a letter saying, you've been chosen to be among the last of the trained people, and uh, come on down to Nashville. So I did. And um, for three days of really intensive, you know, eight, ten-hour day training sessions, mostly with him, with with Mr. Gore, uh, who's a great professor, humorous, all that, loves his material. And uh, it was just teaching people uh, how to give his, his slideshow. Um, most of the people chosen, he, he taught just about 1,000 official trainees around the world, mm-hmm. um, were already in the environmental higher you know echelon. They worked for nonprofits or organizations or were professors or scientists. But then there was an NFL running back. <laughs> There's Kathy okay. Mateo was in one of the first ones, a wonderful singer. And some teachers, regular civilians like me, um, and they thought i guess you know in my letter to them i i i said well you know i'd love to take this with me on the road and include it you know add a day to each tour stop or something and include it as a um as kind of an extra bonus cuz i can do it all over the world
0: right Okay.
1: So anyway, it worked. It was great. It was it was exhausting because I'm not a scientific guy at all. I, I'm just I'm not good at math. I don't. I'm not good at physics. I thought I was Mr. Know It All about the environment. You know, oh yeah, global warming. I know it all. Well, yeah. I didn't know a thing. I mean, it was it was really getting into the technical part.
0: So let me let me just ask you: Was the uh, the training process with Gore? Was he more kind of drilling you on? Uh, here's what the facts are and here's what you need to know, here's the kind of material that you need to get your head around, or was it more uh, about the presentation and, uh, you know, did he did he teach you how to do that Al Gore voice? Oh, I can't do the Al Gore voice, but uh, if I were a great impressionist, I would lapse into that now and it would be right. hilarious. But uh, you know what I'm getting at. Was it all just here's here's data you need to memorize, or was it here's how you might want to uh... to do this presentation or was it was it an expectation that you would you would like try to follow to the letter not the, at all the way that he did it? how was that
1: not at all um it, it was uh... both of what you're asking it was both of those it was learn the stuff um... you know obviously be able to think on your, you know know your material so that you can uh... deal with it during A and that you have the resources um... and the facts at your fingertips ready to go. Um, You're not Mm going to know everything. You know, he's been doing this for, I don't know, 30 years or so. Mm -hmm. But try to have enough background so that you don't look like a dummy up there. Um, But then there were also, um, that was mostly what he was doing, mostly the the scientific part, the the actual fact-based show. But then there were other guys there, um, and and women too, (laughs) who were training us to actually just how to present yourself. Um, which to me was kind of the easier part because I've, you know, performed in public. You're, you're so no slouch really presenting different.
0: yourself. Yeah, I was I'd more think.
1: concerned with the scientific uh, numbers and things like that.
0: Okay. So we, we go through this, and now you've, you've mastered this whole thing, and have you started going out and actually giving the presentation? I have um,
1: practiced it <laughs> in front of some audiences. I haven't really officially done it because it was uh, due to the timing. I was in the last group, um, it really didn't work out because now it's summer and there's not really, you know, people are out at the beach or something. So starting in September, I've got quite a good schedule around, around okay. the country to well, start giving it. So actually, I'm, I may or may not be doing some form of it um, at
0: Summerfest. Well, we'll look forward to that. But I did want to get into one of the vegetarian questions because, as you know, uh, we talked about this uh, when I was talking to Pamela Rice. And I mentioned, uh, I guess, on, on another VegCaster, too, the whole Um, Not just Al Gore per se, but that the whole dialogue about what can we do about global warming uh, seems to constantly uh, boil down, as long as we're talking about what individuals can do, uh, boil down to their cars, their plane trips, their things having to do with transport of human beings uh, and basically completely ignoring uh, what the FAO says is a larger factor, the, uh, the the livestock question. So obviously, one thing I wanted to find out from you was whether that came up at all with Gore, and what the, if so, what was the the substance of it?
1: Well, I got to tell you, um, I I agree. It's it's such a huge thing. It's, it's mysteriously, or maybe if you're a conspiracy theorist, not mysteriously left out of the discussion, and mm-hmm. it drives me nuts. It does. And I and I got to tell you, I had I had second thoughts about doing this because of that. Because I watched the movie about five times in a row before going, so I could be kind of prepped. And I thought, you know, there's something, there's a glaring omission here. Right. And I thought, um, the way I dealt with this was, I thought rather than just writing Gore off and saying, well, he's doesn't, he's not mentioning it, so let's forget about him. Let me try to work from the inside, and let me. Let me go ahead and go there and see what I can do. So um, I spoke to his um, um, right-hand men and women, and I just kind of brought it up slyly on the side first. And I said, you know, I'm looking at all this literature. You guys have given us binders and binders and, you know, literally probably two feet of material here. Wow! And I don't see a word about diet. And I don't get it, am I? Am I just uneducated here? I mean everything I've read says that, you know, eighteen percent of of this whole mess at least, and I would I would venture to guess it's more than that. That's probably a conservative number right. of the greenhouse gases is caused solely by uh you know, by cows, too many cows and other things. Um like right. that. Factory farming. Right. Um, okay. So they were really um positive and uh did not discourage me at all. They said they agree and that they don't understand why it isn't being brought up, and go ahead and ask it, and they encourage me to ask the question. So, first or second Q&A with, with uh, Mr. Gore, I uh, had my hand up. Well, he... <laughs> was—he was, he was I, I was trying to forget the way to get in, because he was going through each slide, and you're allowed to ask questions as he gets to it. So he was talking about rainforest and clear-cutting. I thought, okay, here's my in right
0: here. <laughs> so you, you kept having <laughs> you to, know, to change so the introductory hand. sentence of, of your, your spiel every time, because you would go to a next subject, and you, you'd be thinking, like, all right, now how am I going to twist yeah, this one around? <laughs> that's
1: exactly right. And, you know, I just figured, let me, let me, I know I can do it. Um, I'm educated enough on this clear-cutting issue and the vegan issue. I can definitely do this and not sound like a dummy, so let me do this amongst, you know, 90% of these scientists here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was, a, it was a tad intimidating because of that, but I had my hand up, and right, I, maybe he was tipped off, <laughs> I don't know, but he uh. said, now, let me talk about something for a second. And he said, I'm going to paraphrase, he said something like, you know, um, I should probably be a vegetarian. And huh. yeah, he did, and he said, you know, to be consistent, I should probably be a vegetarian um but uh, you know, and once again, I'm paraphrasing, so don't don't consider this an exact quote so something something along the lines of you know, I probably should be a vegetarian but but uh you know it's not for me at this moment um i I, I thought he said something like he tried I, I'm not sure if he did um, but he said uh but if if that's something that you feel is is Furthering your moral conviction in the global, you know, warming um, crisis and all this, and you feel you should do that, and you want to talk about that. All power to you. Um, it's not necessarily for me right now. Now, something about he made some joke, you know, that he doesn't think he could not eat a, you know, meat again or something like that, mm-hmm. and most of the place erupted in laughter. And I was, I was kind of bummed about that, you know, and it just reinforced the fact that we really have our work cut out for us. Right. Um, but he wasn't. Um, I think he's very approachable. That was my vibe on this, that he's very approachable on this subject. Um, I've gone to some presentations. I always bring it up, and they listen because I'm one of their fellow trainees. So, you know, they listen. And, And so what I've done is they sent us home and gave us free reign to make our own version of his slideshow of an Inconvenient Truth slideshow. Mm-hmm. They have to approve it and all that, but you stay within, you know, the bi- boundaries. And it's a darn good slideshow, so you don't have to change much stuff. Right. I've included, you know, at real poignant spots, um, agri- you know, agribusiness and factory farming and the clear cutting and tied it all into a vegan diet and included the, the recent, um, was it University of Chicago or, or something, study. And uh, a lot of numbers on that, a lot of facts and figures, and talk about diet in there. So I include it in my presentation, and I'm trying to get the other trainees to do it. I'm going to send them the slides. and, and
0: so forth. Okay.
1: There it is, working from the inside. All right. Whether well, it sticks, I don't know. Well, it's
0: good that he did address it at all. I mean, it's, uh, unless he was basically trying to co-opt the, the question. But it, I, I have to say, it is. I could see him saying kind of the same thing about um you know if you have a conviction that uh that stopping global warming is consistent with your religious uh upbringing then you know it's okay if you want to say we should be stewards of the planet because blah 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 yes. and that's fine if you want to introduce that it it seems like this is his his giving you license is kind of on a par with that whereas you know, we don't have scientific data that that's telling us one thing about uh, the the stewardship angle, where we do have the data about the other thing. So I don't know why I'm telling you this, like you don't know this. But
1: <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good point, and I and I think this proves that there's work to be done. I, I guess my concern is, um, I was talking with somebody else about this the other day, and it's it's a great topic. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're having this discussion. I mean, we meaning all of us in the vegan and. Animal rights movement and all that, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you, you know, all the years I've gone to animal rights things and I have performed at many and World Fest in L.A. and vegetarian festivals, things like that. Rarely have I seen the connection being made in the things being handed out or the speakers I've heard. Rarely have I heard the environment being brought up. Mm-hmm. So equally, that's kind of bothered me, or maybe that's too strong a word. But but I've been concerned that 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 the environmental movement and the animal rights and vegan movements were not coming all together. And I was always going, you know, we're all kind of going after the same thing. Maybe there's more passion over here for the welfare of an animal. Maybe there's more passion over here for people's health. And maybe this is for uh, global warming. But, hey, it all comes back to the same thing. Stop eating so much dead animal and, you know, we might be better off.
0: So you're you're hoping that... uh to be part of a bridge building, that uh, these kind of uh, constituencies that are working somewhat independently, if we could get more bridges between them, we could maybe get uh, more more force behind the whole overall push that we're trying to make.
1: Think okay. so. I think so. I think we'd be so much stronger. I've always had this – you know, a couple of years ago, I took a walk with uh, John Robbins on his property outside of Santa Cruz and the re- and and when i was walking with him i said you know i've had this dream of bringing all these factions together and have like an NRA or a AARP strength <laughs> of all of us together in one movement you know the world wildlife this and and the, you know all of us together in one right? he said earth save that was kind of what they were trying to do he, he originally he thought that's what would happen, and, you know, I don't know the history of that, but um, I think the problem is, um, you know, infighting occurs, or nitpicking occurs, or, you know, if we're not 100% this, then we're nothing, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, a dangerous road to go down, because we're going to not only alienate the people we need to bring in, we're going to alienate each other, and, and I think uh, there's room for all of us, I, I, I think global warming was nowhere to be found until Al Gore started to talk about it. It was, it was a dead issue. Mm-hmm. For about 30 years, Jimmy Carter <laughs> had brought it up. Right. You know, Jimmy Carter had sanctioned a committee, actually, to talk about it in, like, 77, you know, or 78. And then, of course, Reagan came in and just killed everything.
0: Right.
1: Um, so I think we have to embrace Gore and others who are just coming around and, yeah, is changing a light bulb, you know, fine. That's great. That that helps. <laughs> you know, but right. I'm with you. It's like there's so much more to be done and... Changing your diet seems so much easier, but uh, it's a real tough sell because it's a personal change.
0: What I I find kind of both uh, hopeful and frustrating is that, unlike so many other things in our culture, the global warming phenomenon uh, is something where there's this big, huge thing that everybody is forced to think about, is this something that I am personally contributing to and that I can do something about by making some changes, and there are there are very few things that actually you know you look at Darfur you look at uh Iraq you look at um i I don't know the the concept that the earth might get hit by an asteroid, and there's not much that you can do about that, but this is something where you you can see that you may play a part in this and you have the chance to make a choice and so it's it's both as i say i'm hopeful and Uh, frustrated because I can see the potential for people to just make that little, uh, jump from, uh, from maybe this is worth me doing something about to gosh, maybe this is worth me even, uh, you know, going without meat on Monday or going without meat a few days a week or, uh, going vegetarian or whatever. Uh, it, I'm hopeful that that could happen, but I'm also, it, it seems so obvious to me that it's frustrating that it hasn't happened to more people so far.
1: But, you know, um, in the 1960s or 50s, if you had said uh, in at some point in your lifetime it will be against the law to smoke anywhere in this town, let's pick a town, I, so you I would don't. have been, you know, they would have sent you away to the loony bin. They, said, so that they would say there's no way. Well, there are towns in the country now. That have passed smoking bans everywhere you can only smoke in your own home in certain towns wow. I mean this smoking is a great is a great example of all this of baby steps you know well mm-hmm. first let 's put warnings on the on the labels now let's uh, let 's cut back advertising on television and magazines okay now we 've done that let 's pass a no smoking ordinance in offices now it 's restaurants and bars now it 's walking around town or in parks and I think maybe that 's something um, you know, you could equate that to uh, changing one's diet. Should I go out and give this presentation and say, all right, you people, change your light bulbs, but according to the University of Chicago, the single most important thing you can do is become a vegan, you know, or a vegetarian. Right. Um, I am saying that to them, but I'm not going to leave the impression that there's not, you know, if you don't do if this. If you don't well, do that, to then forget it. Yeah, out right. of here, not do anything, because we're going right. to lose them. So I'm, I haven't figured out what I should say. May, maybe, you know, like you said, no meat on Monday. And you start right. there. Now, having said that, I'm not sure we have a lot of time left for a lot of baby steps. <laughs> I, really, I really don't. Right. I think we do have to make, you know, they just came out with this new goal, by 2020 have uh, 35 mile per gallon standards on all cars. Right. Every loophole in the world. Well, you know, right. that right. will 35. put us, as of now, we're already... Close to the bottom of all countries that make right. cars in our standards. I mean, almost all of them are above 35.
0: So, I, we so, I
1: mean, it's an embarrassment. It really is. But uh, I don't think we can afford those kind of babysits. So what are you going to do? You won't get the votes. You can't. You can't say fifty miles per gallon. You just won't get it.
0: We just. We need baby steps, but they need to be babies running or tap dancing. I think.
1: Something, <laughs> I need, right? <laughs> I
0: need a lot of a lot of baby steps.
1: Yeah, I it's quick. frustrating. I. I think you know, man. When, I think when you become a vegan or you're an environmentalist or you're even thinking about this stuff, because you got to understand, a lot of people really don't think about this. We wake up, we think about what we're going to eat. We think about right. World, you know, a lot of people don't, and, and sometimes I kind of wish I was like that because it's it's it can be exhausting, it no, can yeah. wear you out, you can sometimes feel like it's hopeless, right? But you know, uh, because we think about this stuff, and I think the people in the animal rights movement, vegan movement, I, I think you yeah. know, maybe they tend to be pretty well educated and pretty evolved. I like to think, you know,
0: I'm sure, because of to
1: that, like we that. got a lot of opinions, <laughs> we got a lot of things to say, but we can't expect everybody to be there with us. We've got to bring them along. and Try to be a little patient, um, but it's frustrating. Don't, don't for a moment think that it isn't frustrating because it, 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 it does drive me
0: nuts. To. Right. Well, we got to use. I, I like to say that we have to use uh, a variety of tools, and uh, you're certainly uh, going out there and mastering one of those tools, and you'll be putting that into force in September. Is there anything else uh, that we should know about? Other than uh, we'll be looking for you at Summerfest, but anything. Else, over the course of the summer that uh, you want to be sure VegCast listeners know?
1: Well, sure. Um, you know, go to the, go to my website if you want music. Um, if you want to know about what's going on in my music, um, I can sign you up and send you out little notes when I'm going to play in your town and things. I'm currently recording my 10th album.
0: Wow, all right. I
1: know, it's insane. Um, so I'm spending my summer indoors recording for a lot of hours.
0: Which Great. is
1: drag, but it's, it's pretty nice.
0: All right, and uh, well, we're we're about out of time for this interview. But Thanks for
1: having me, and uh, okay. I wish you didn't have that song, because I can't get it out of my head.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I will be playing this, uh, playing Actually. that song at the beginning and end of this show, too. But uh, we'll also be uh, looking forward to hearing uh, some Kyle Vincent on an upcoming VegCast uh, as well. So uh, uh, people can tune back in for that, hopefully, and we'll be able to draw them in both to to hear Kyle Vincent talk and to hear Kyle Vincent sing, and it will be, uh, it'll be just like a, a Kyle Vincent extravaganza.
1: Oh, God. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and to see you perform also, Vance. You've okay. got so well, many talents that uh, I'm envious.
0: So. Well, thank you, and the same back at you. And, of course, thank you for taking time out to be on VegCast. Thanks a lot. We'll see you at Summerfest. Okay, great. Okay. You can make a difference, yes you can. Sequestration low no impact recreation Softball soccer Frisbee hiking Reading writing Kissing biking You can buy recycled Biodiesel Vote up on the sciences Green Beings with 99 Ways to Make a Difference in 99 Seconds. You can go back and listen to that and count them and time it, and it all works out. That's on the new maxi-single uh, from Green Beings, which will be uh, debuting at Summerfest. Keep on talking about Summerfest. It's coming up, folks, coming up. Be sure that you're there. Uh, last week of July, uh, I'll be there. Kyle Vincent will be there, and many Uh, other entertainers and uh, speakers and authorities on uh, nutrition, animal rights, and everything else uh, associated with vegetarianism. And speaking of nutrition, it's about time to turn to the segment we like to call Science Okay, our science fact for this episode of VegCast concerns weight loss or the prevention of weight gain. Uh, with two little scientific areas. One is a study that was reported in Reuters with the headline, Low Energy Density Foods Aid Weight Loss. That is, foods that are low in energy density, energy being another word for calories, basically meaning foods that have a low number of calories for the amount of food that you get. And shockingly, they found that Foods that did not pack on the calories, uh, the participants could eat more and not be hungry and still lose weight compared to those who merely reduced their fat intake. Uh, this was a story in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Um, and so that is one approach to weight loss that has been had some science applied there. And some science was also applied to come up with a different solution, which is an over-the-counter diet drug called Ally that you may have heard about. And you may have heard about one of the more comical uh, aspects of this, which is that, of course, it regulates your absorption of fat content to the point that fat that is not absorbed, that is more fat than you're supposed to have in a given day, will be flushed out of the system at whatever point necessary, which means... Uh, To put it bluntly, as the main page for the drug states up front, uh, what are treatment effects? Ally works by preventing the absorption of some of some of the fat you eat. The fat passes out of your body, so you may have bowel changes known as treatment effects. You may get gas with oily spotting, loose stools, more frequent stools that may be hard to control. Hmm, hard to control. Could you put that in more simple terms? Yes, further down they do. You may feel an urgent need to go to the bathroom. Until you have a sense of any treatment effects, it's probably a smart idea to wear dark pants and bring a change of clothes with you to work. This is the advice that the actual makers of the drug... Feel it's worth putting on the front page of their site promoting the drug. Uh, Just it seems a little remarkable, but I guess it's just because you cannot get away from this central fact about this drug. It seems to have just kind of a side effect that most people would think, "Hmm, I don't think I want to have to bring a separate pair of clothes to work because I'm going to poop my pants." But that just that seems to be part of uh, the normal concept here. Uh, if you eat more than the recommended 15 grams of fat at a meal, uh, you may experience cramps and the uncontrollable escape of those extra fat grams, as the Newsweek article on this says, which also quotes El- Elisa Zied, or Zied, a nutritionist from New York City, for some people who are extremely motivated and don't mind a little bit of leakage, this may work for them. Zyde is quick to add that ally users should be sure to take a multivitamin every day since the drug also decreases the absorption of fat, soluble minerals, and vitamins such as E, A, D, and K. So let's review just quickly. We have one scientific solution which involves losing control over your bowels and which actually necessitates you bringing different clothes to replace the ones which you will soil from taking this drug, and the other uh, scientific solution, which is to eat foods that are high in nutrition versus calories, and of course we all know what foods those are, they're fruits and vegetables, it's all right there in the article, that's what the women who were losing weight were eating more of, Uh, so it seems to me there I've put it before you, two potential paths to take. I've laid them out as completely objectively as I possibly can, and now it's for you to decide when we hear the science fact. Okay, that is going to about wrap it up for this full menu of VegCast. Thank you for downloading us. Thank you, Kyle Vincent, for being on the show and for mentioning the VegCast theme song just for you. I think we're going to let that play for eight bars as we used to right here. It could be four bars, depending on how you count it. At any rate, that is it for us. I'll put a link to to Summerfest in the show notes since I mentioned that. I want to be sure anybody who's just hearing about that knows where to go. It's Johnstown, PA. It's July 25th through 29th. And we'll be back at you next time, maybe with more on this uh, crazy Mitt Romney story, where he strapped his dog to the car for 12 hours uh, for a trip, and there seems to be some fallout from people who are aghast at that and uh, if not we'll have something else for you but in the meantime please do get out there and live like you mean it